Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles for one final Attack on Titan time. podcast. Chad is in some sort of mood right now. I don't know what's going on. I think he's uh, dealing with the traumatic truth that this could be the last time for a long time. Yes. We talk about Attack on Titan. So I won't blame him too much. I won't get on his case. I am, of course, Ronnie. I'm Chad. Don't know why he hesitated. He's looking at his phone, too. Just a terrible start to the podcast. Luckily, I'm not. It's not 1v1. We are joined for the first time ever on the Attack on Titan wow. podcast with a co host. Well, not the first time ever, but. For the first time ever. Travis, baby. Travis. And it's not Travis. the first time ever, but it's the first, first time, time ever he's been one. on the series wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> the series wrap up, not a serious one. The series wrap up, correct. Uh, Travis, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. I feel like this is a debut. A lot of folks out there probably know me, but there's probably a lot out there that are wondering who the hell is this guy. Yeah, Travis right. did appear on not the series wrap up because this is the first time we've ever done it, but on a season wrap up. I believe it was. I, I want to say it was part after season, season four, th- part one wrap up. Correct or no? No. I think it was season three wrap-up. I made a prediction. Yes, we started, were gonna you're, right, you're right. Um, he, Correct. We did a who's going to survive to the end of the series, and Travis had everyone dying except for Connie, Connie Springer. Springer. I shot a pretty solid one for 11, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, we can go ahead and talk about this. We came out much better than I ever would have imagined. Yeah. Um, but no, we got a lot to talk about. I know Chad has brought some stuff to the table. I'm assuming that Travis is just along for the ride and has not brought any material prepared. Uh, no, I believe that I didn't know I was going to be on this until 15 minutes ago, and I was woke up from a yeah. nap. You were woke up from a nap. Slept walk into this room. Slept walk into the room, and I do believe... Now, here's the other thing. We'll get this out of the way. Yes, we know. The series ended, and Chad is, of course, the loudest swallower ever. He talks about how he's uh, minimized his caffeine addiction, but yet he had a nitro cold brew this morning, he had a Red Bull at lunchtime, oh, and no. now he walks into the stew with All a right. double-shot espresso uh, Starbucks I can, can give a good reason for this. Go ahead. Season ra- or Series wrap-up of a televised series that we both adore. Yep. 200 calories. I ate a little lighter before I came in, so I needed some extra calories. Don't like hearing that when you're on a bulk. Three. I need, that, wait, I need to wait the fuck up. Does I need that, to wait the fuck up. Does that mean I can eat uh, a thousand extra calories tonight since you're a little under? No, I'm doing it afterwards. This oh, is okay. just progressively. Now I'm gonna. I gotta eat late at night. It sucks, but that's what I'm gonna do. Well, and, and anybody about- who is wondering if that was me or Chad talking, because I did just wake up from a nap, and it does sound like Chad is a zombie who's died and been reincarnated he is very sick yeah, chad's got this weird sickness going on where he was very sick one day and then every other day it's been two or three before the hours of noon he sounds normal i don't notice anything and then he comes back from lunch with a red bull in hand and he sounds like he just it gives me wings brother <laughs> like he just exited an attic that's filled completely with insulation and Ronnie, do you think it's a caffeine thing linking to his voice? It might be. Caffeine's linked horizon. Uh, so no, what I was saying, and we'll get to the first minute of this episode any second now. What I was saying is I do realize that the series ended what feels like three months ago. And but it was only two. Yeah, why do you think we've uh, waited so long to do it? I know my answer. For one reason, um, we were doing another show. Not a good enough reason, but okay. Oh, okay. I think I got We're my doing reason. two other shows. The other show just ended, and then 
honestly, I'll say this. I wanted to give us time to process it all. All right, that was the good answer that you would give if you were a good podcast host. But you, you, your answer was we've literally been running around all day. <laughs> yeah. My answer from somebody on the outside is you're just scared of losing viewers. You're scared that you're yeah, losing clicks. It out. <laughs> you're yeah. scared you're losing clicks. We are going to do the series wrap-up in the same way the show wrapped up. This will be part one of the series yep. wrap-up. We will do the second part in a year and a half. Right. So stay tuned for that. Don't let us forget about it. We'll come back. So I guess we'll just get into it. Now, I've got questions. You've got a bunch of stuff going. Yeah, well, how I, should we start? Know, I, I kind of wanted to just, now that it's been two months, I yep. wanted to start this with the overall thesis of the ending for both of you the overall thesis of the okay let me thesisize this if you're okay with me doing that ronnie i'm yeah. gonna thesisize that I, first of all hold on define thesis for me because i just use that without really it's a summary is uh, it i do believe if we look up thesis it will say summary i will double check that but i think okay well, I don't, I don't it, is, it is your ideology and you sum it up in a summary and but it I, is all it's okay wait I think it's a summary, but with your like individual take on it. So he's yeah, kind of right. Let me see. Let me see. And no. see, that's that's how I roll. I just no way. My homeschool education just made me get that right. Okay, we were wrong. A well, <laughs> I was right in the second part. A thesis, a statement or theory that is put forward as a premise to be maintained or proved. Okay. Oh, then this is not me thesisizing anything because I know how it ends. So, yeah, the show it doesn't really seem like you could have a thesis on that. Well, I guess you could. Go ahead, Trev. Uh, I think me and Ronnie are happy about it, and the part of why we've left this so long without being done is because you still can't get over the fact that John and uh, Mikasa ended up making babies. Okay, so that's your thesis. <laughs> that's your thesis. My thesis is that they don't do that because it's not proven. There's no proven facts afterwards. Yeah. Isiyama left that up for our own interpretation, and I'm going to interpret it as Mikasa stayed a virgin her entire life and then spent the afterlife with Aaron fornicating. There we go. Can I say something about that? And we all think that's really stupid and bullshit. So if you're Wrong. if you're oh. new, if you're new around here and you thought that that was a dumb answer, we do too. So you can stay uh, tuned in for Travis now, and I's thoughts. In all seriousness, what what was your overall just like? Compared to the rest of the story, the last, I'll say the last two episodes. Well, two I don't hours. want to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way because I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, looking back on it, I I haven't really thought about it a lot. And I was like, dang, it's kind of weird that I haven't thought about it, especially since we have one more podcast to do. But it is because I was so satisfied slash, slash satiated with the ending. Does like that kind of answer the question? Like I, that, that answers the question. You know, I wouldn't have really changed a whole lot. I thought everything was pretty well left off, and I wasn't hungry. I wasn't like, oh, they didn't answer this or they didn't answer that, and I needed that answer. Yeah, I, that's. I mean, that's how I am. I, I was satisfied enough with it. It put a nice little bow. Yeah. To end the story, wrapped it up, and you know, some of the stuff before was absolutely excellent, and I thought the ending was just good. It wasn't over the top, like, oh, that that was the best part of the story or anything of that nature, but... I feel like it might be one of the only sh animes that I've watched from, like, where I, at the start to a finish or to where I am in that anime where, to the point where I could just look at you and tell you a huge part of season two and it doesn't even ruin the ending whatsoever. Like, it doesn't... It, it matters, but it doesn't spoil anything at the end. True. Uh, the other thing is, like, because you talked about how the ending was good, it wasn't excellent, and... 
you know, it might be cliche, Chad, but what do they say? That the journey right. is better than the destination. Right, and, then, so and that's my I, next I question. I couldn't name anything that... I don't know if I can name an ending that was the best part of anything. So then that, that goes to my next question. How important is the ending of a story? Very it's important. so incredibly important. Okay. Ask any Game of Thrones fan. All right, that's... Ooh. Ooh. So so it's got to be good. It just doesn't have to be... Yeah, because, okay, what what this did for me is, okay, while the ending, I might not be like, oh, you've got to see this ending. It is incredible. The journey's so while good, I do think to. While I do think it's good, it wraps up in a way where I'm like, oh, the journey is so worth it. Like, when all those moments hit so hard, when it ends, you're not going to be like, oh, I don't even care about that happening anymore because I know right. where it finishes. Where it finishes still holds up everything that came before it, and it all pretty, I, I think, for me, makes sense. Right, and I think that as sad as I am and depressed as I am about Aaron, I think his ending was fitting. And then, to me, the best ending of the characters is probably Levi. Okay. The more I think about it, I love the fact that Levi, I mean, we, we see him on the rock saluting everyone that's died. But then afterwards, he's just a normal wounded veteran that literally has one eye and is in a wheelchair and just gets to live the rest of his life in peace. Ah, uh, see, but that's why I don't think that Levi had the best ending. I think really? Levi had one of the saddest endings. Oh, really? Yeah, I think okay. Levi lives out the rest of his days. Like, I think during the days he gets through it, you know, he's fine, but I think he goes home at night and is extremely depressed. Just having like crazy PTSD and stuff like PTSD, that. PTSD, like, you know, his so much of his purpose was. Now he did who get he was as a soldier. He did get to uh, kill the Beast Titan, though. He did the last final order from Erwin too. Yeah, so I mean that you know, might help him sleep a little bit at night, but he still lost all of his OG friends. You know, everyone else seems to kind of move on. You know, maybe they've got relationships going. Uh, I don't especially know. Mikasa. She's I don't definitely know who, moved on. You know, I don't know who Levi's going to be paired up with. And then it, does that thing down low even work? That's another question. That's another question, you know, that... I don't see why it wouldn't. You know, and that's, why I guess, what this wrap-up's for is to speculate <laughs> on. Uh, does Levi's penis work? Yeah. What say you guys? Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, I think it does as well. Okay, then who who was, the, in your opinion, the best Well, okay, let me, ending for let me think about it. I think here's, a, here's one that I wasn't expecting to say. Annie. Hers was good. I think, in my personal opinion, a best character summary for me, like sum up, would have been Reiner. Reiner was really good, I felt like. See, Reiner is someone who, yeah, he was so depressed and all that stuff going on during the thing where you're like, oh my God, please let this guy die. That when he finally comes out the other end, you go, okay, his mom has accepted him for who he is. He gets to live much longer than he, you know, thinks. He's already a big brother. Like I feel like he can have an uplifting thing. He, he, he might actually come out of it more happy than almost anybody else. Yeah, like though, his his yeah. new start is he gets the freshest start of them all. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And what I was saying about Annie is because Annie, yes, yeah, she lived in an ice cube for years and stuff, and then got thrown into the heat of it. But now she still got her dad. She gets her love interest in Armin. You know, as far as the people, all of her friends for the most part, are still alive. Yeah, yeah. 
That, yeah. what, what say you, Chad? Do you she think didn't care, just... she didn't care about Bert like Bert cared about her? That is very true. Yeah. Which that's rough. I mean, Reiner's a really good. That now that I think about it, Reiner probably might be one of my favorites. And then I, I personally like Levi's. I the only reason I like Levi's is, yeah, he might be a little depressed and stuff, but he, him being such a selfless guy, he like I think the one of his last words was, uh, "This is what we dedicated our hearts for." And it's basically just peace or whatever. So I think he actually will be kind of peaceful. Well, except for if he's got, you know, we only see it in the immediate aftermath. How, yes, how, pissed, how pissed off is he going to be if he fought for all that? And then three years later, hears about the Jaegerist, like trying to start it all back up again and just right. throw and away that, everything that they Does he even for. go back there? I don't know if we ever saw him go back there, right? Yeah, we don't know. But if he, you know, heard yeah. from the... I hope he didn't go back there, honestly. I don't know what's there for him. Yeah. Nothing. He has he was a lone wolf. He was like, into nobody. I hope that he can get a new start, kinda like I think Reiner did, but I don't know if he's going to Maybe he just passed out candy for the rest of his life. He and might have happy with a bunch of <coughs> with a bunch of people. And that was uh Chad choking on his double <laughs> shot espresso. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Are uh, right, we wanna do a little, a question or something like that? Let's do a question. Dude, I was honestly gonna ask you if I could try some of that, but then I saw how you, or, you know, heard how you sound, and yeah, I just don't definitely want don't want to have my lips touch anything that yours has right. touched. Normally, you would days. love to have your lips touch my yeah. lips, but yeah, yeah. All right, so we got a couple things off the top here. First off, we never had a name for the parasite that was wiggling around and like really caused all the chaos right there at the end. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, you just seemed a little unsure, so I needed to make sure. I was thinking of a name. Our good friend, you can try and think of a name, but our good friend, Super Mario V5, maybe, uh, has come in with the name. It oh, is he's the got name. the name. Okay. He's got the name, and this is all, you know, he didn't really have a question or anything. He just popped in, threw this at me, and I went, of course, wish you had been on the podcast so we wouldn't have looked like idiots without a nickname for that thing. The parasite is called... The Pathocyte. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Pathocyte. Mario. Yeah, so That's perfect. On your rewatches, God. make sure you let all your friends know what that is called. I'm going to go beat my head into a wall for not thinking of that. Uh, we got an email from Albic, Albic, something like that. He said, hey guys, something that would be interesting to see in the AOT wrap up. Two years ago, he asked for our top five favorite pure non-shifting titans. In that next episode, the uh, season four part one wrap up, you answered with our we answered with our list. He thought it'd be interesting to see if he, we could guess what Titans you put on your list back then, and if anything has changed since. I think we can do this. It's got to be. I mean, I know my number one so off the top of my. Head. I had him, so I basically said, "Good hearing from you." In his separate. Separate email, send me the answer so I won't open them up and look at them, even though I think we can do... We got at least four... The placement is the only thing I'm concerned oh, with. Oh, we got to get the one, the old ones from the past first, or what? Yeah, he wants us to guess if we can nail our oh, list okay. from last time. So, Mr. Shy Guy. And I want to see... Let's see if Travis... Let's see what Travis can come up with as just a podcast listener and show watcher, because I think this is... We, me and Chad nailed this. The, the Mr. Shy Guy Titan. Yeah. The Finger Gun Titan. Oh, the Finger Gun Titan was very good. Not sure if he's on our list, but we'll see. The Finger Gun Titan has to I be. I think a... he might be. You think he snuck in? I don't know. I think he snuck in. Um, the Joker Titan. 
the Joker Titan was was um are you talking about uh, the, oh, the smiling titan uh, Smi- smiling titan the from the first as in, episode as in as in dinah should yeah, be dina yeah, yeah, yeah she'll yeah. be on there the smiling titan the finger gun titan the shy guy titan uh the midget titan the one that was always just like what is it called <laughs> what's it called oh, the, the ronnie titan the ronnie <laughs> titan yes yes the ronnie yeah. titan yeah okay so let's let's start putting the list together number one mr shy guy Oh, always, forever and always, oh, oh, forever oh, and always. Oh, oh. Number two, I believe, has got to be the Ronnie Titan. I, I believe so. Yeah. All right. Now, oh, see, now I got cocky because those two were easy, and I knew Dinah should be Dina was going to be on the list. I think. Yeah. Four, like three, four, five. I want to say think? four or five is the Finger Gun Titan. You think we got the Finger yeah. Gun Titan? If the Finger Gun Titan's not on there. I'm going to be so mad because how do you not add that bloke? He is running it, full speed and shooting I, Finger Guns. I feel like you mentioned the Spider one in like season one that crawled after. That one was very creepy. There was one that like flew. Do you remember that one? Oh, the one that got Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank oh, God. Yeah, the one that they threw at him. Thank God they stopped flying after like episode six. And then, um, oh, this is gonna be a fun blast from the past. We're forgetting the ultimate something. fist bump one. How about, okay, how about this one? The Santa Titan. Oh, you I, know he might be on the list. You know what? I um, I saw something that I thought was very, very, I guess, cool. Was if you go back to whenever Aaron was in the Santa Titan's mouth, mm-hmm. he says that he refuses to die inside the mouth of a Titan. And Ronnie, where did he die? Well, Ch- or, well, Travis, he died in the mouth of a Titan. Whoa. That was a good call there. Sad. Let's open these results here. Sad. That was so sick. The original list. Oh, we both had our own. Okay, this is fun. Number five. Well, here, let's go ahead and do this one because I think we... the ultimate fist bump was on there for me. Let's go ahead and do the number one, number two, because we knew this. Number one for Chad and Ronnie, shy guy. Yep. Number two uh, for Ronnie, the Ronnie Titan. Apparently, Chad called the Ronnie Titan the short penis Titan, is what he called <clears> it. Okay. Number three, Ronnie, the smiling Titan. Also, wow. known as Dinah should be Dina. Chad, the ultimate fist bump Titan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew it was on there. Let's nice go. one, nice one. Oh, we forgot such a good Titan. Maybe it's on here. Right. I, if, if not, this is a notable mention that I have to throw in later. Yeah, keep your keep your one. Ooh, I love my number five. Number four, you were right, Chad. Good blast from the past. The Spider Titan was my number four that chased Sasha on all fours. God, that one was quick. Yeah, it was. You had the Smiling Titan. Should be Dinah, should be... Or is Dinah, should be Dina. And number five, this is just, I mean, Chad being a dick as always. The one that ate Marco in half. <laughs> didn't even have a name for it. Oh, that one was awesome. I remember that one. Number five for me, the one that opened up them guts to make Zeke a little home. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Um, Gosh, I guess that at this point, this Titan was not introduced, but let's just remember this Titan for being such a pure Titan. The one that is... Very low resolution, standing in the background like it had just gotten done doing a figure skating routine. So sassy. Yes. That was such a good Titan. There's a lot of Titans that are sassy. That one might have been the sassiest. And that one was in the episode Thaw, I believe. Right Right after. You could be right. I think I'm right. right. Pixis? Yes, when Pixies finally gets offed. That is kind of one of the random things that you'd just be good at knowing. It really would be. And if I'm not mistaken, it's at nine minutes and thirty seconds. No, on shut up, Chad. <laughs> All right, Chad, you got one. Or you want me to go? I still got a good bit here. 
Yeah, let's keep going through questions. I mean, I've got, I definitely have stuff, but it's more OST based. Okay. And the, these questions are all over the place. Some have to do with the finale. Some just have to do with the series as a whole. It's just a choose your own adventure here, really. Uh, from Ryan Films. In the last episode of AOT, do you think that the Titans of past are also Titans from the future? Uh, he said, I can back this up at the end credits with the boy and dog. You see a dog Titan in a clip when it shows the Titan on Aaron's back. I not once ever thought of that, but that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, so that's more of like an interesting thought that could yeah. lead into... Now, I don't know. Like, I mean, since Ymir would be gone at that point, I don't know how that works, but I like the theory, though. Yeah, so we know. So let's go ahead and talk about this now because it kind of connects, and a lot of people, I didn't have this for any certain person because a few people mentioned it. What would you think of a potential sequel for this show? I wouldn't want it. All right, there you go. He wouldn't want it. He wouldn't want it. What about you, Travis? Um,. I think that I would like a sequel of Sasha's life before she had meat for the first time. All right, 10 Travi Patties. Go you're going to make me do those on here, too? Of course. <laughs> yeah. When you're at the podcast. You got Whoa. mad at me for a horrible podcasting performance last time. Well, I wanted to know your actual thoughts on the sequel, and instead you pitched me a sequel of Sasha eating. Vegetables? You want that? Just go to any episode in season one. Um, so, yeah, Travi Patties, if you're not familiar with our uh, show called Learn a Little Something with Ronnie and Chad. We do it on the Patreon. You should check it out. Anytime Travis is bad on the microphone, he has to do uh, what is inspired by the Travis Scott meal yep. from McDonald's. $6 straight up. Yeah. Uh, the patty, of course, as everyone knows, was called the Travi Patty. And since his name is Travis, <laughs> for whatever, I don't know how we connected it now. He does push ups, and the push ups are called Travi Patty. So he yeah. just knocked 10 of those out for us. I'm sure they won't be the last for the episode. Ah, sequel. I mean, what do I think about the sequel? I definitely, I, I agree with you that I don't want it anytime soon. I, by no means. My real sequel that I think I would pick would be the Warriors of Marley's life. Like they gave us a little bit of it, but I would like to see more of like Bert and Reiner and Annie's life whenever they were becoming their Titans and while they were their Titans and so their training prequel, and maybe? stuff. So you're talking about a prequel? Yeah, kind of like a See, prequel. I'm always the kind of guy who... The only way you can do a prequel that Ronnie's down with is if that you put it so far in the past that it's almost a completely different thing. How cool would it be if it was like a thousand years before those Titans? Yeah. Like the, uh, the ancient the, great the, Titan Here's a prequel Wars. that I could potentially be interested in, right? It's after Ymir gets going with her thing, and it's like the very first age of, of the, all, all, the, the all the Titans. That would be cool. Like when that first really gets going, yeah. and the chaos and stuff. Um, here's the one thing that I'll say on this. Isayama is still so young, right? He's like 36. I mean, what is he going to do? And I'm not even necessarily saying like it's got to be a sequel for this show, but just like anything that he writes, I'd be like, oh yeah, I want to check that out. Oh yeah. And, but yeah, that's the thing about this show though, is like the mystique of finding everything out is what was so good about it. That if you try to make a sequel and you already kind of know how everything is, I feel like it wouldn't be as good. If that makes sense. Say it one more time. Like finding out everything, like the start of the show, we literally think that these Titans are like the only thing out there, that they're the bad. Th and if we 
do a sequel to that, we already know, oh, well, this is how Titans work, like all that. So it like takes away from like the mystery of the first. Yeah, two I don't, I don't think I'm necessarily interested in a sequel. I don't because the show already did. You can't. I don't know which way you would take the show in a different direction that hasn't already been done. It would. It would be hard, especially with the ending credits just showing parody just evolutionizing into a more modern day society and then being yeah. blown up by a missile at the end so right that'd be that, very difficult. that is the one thing too like as far advanced as we see in the credits how they come it's like can they not just kill titans now do they not just have a right. freaking nuke yeah like, like a, a spaceship that can they've, fly they've, through them and pierce their napes napes have they not graduated from the Improved cannons, as Chad would worship before, oh, to like tanks fixed that just cannons. Yes, all oh, the fixed cannons. Of course, they really fixed them up this time. Because with all that said, I guess that is one thing with like the end that I just like didn't need. Like I, I didn't mind seeing what all happened to Shingachina after afterwards, like many years ahead. But like the kid walking into the tree with a dog. Oh wow, you didn't like that? Why? Like why, what was? I think that's just saying uh, history, history repeats, repeats itself. Just yeah. a callback. Just a callback. See, I mean, and once again, like... I thought it was cool. See, I didn't need it because history repeats itself. We just saw the history repeat itself in the town being destroyed. You know, and just like, yeah, people stink. War is going to happen. And then now, now war is about to not happen with this guy. What do you mean? Oh, well, this guy's like the next Ymir. So now we're about to see an even worse cycle for 2,000 <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, David's got a few questions, and I actually, okay, so now David just wanted to pop in here with some of his favorite moments, and we can talk about these if we have anything to say. I don't know if these are in any particular order or not. He says, of course, the first Levi versus the Beast Titan, that moment is epic. That, of course, I mean, that's probably, is that a top five for you, think? Top five moment? Yeah. Yes. It's, well, I mean, just because... Everything that it leads to down the road, their whole rivalry and oh everything. Oh gosh, yeah. And think about how quick that fight really is, and it being that epic of a moment. Uh, this is another. I mean, he did a pretty good job here because, as far as just like da da, like obvious. Oh yeah, top five moments across the board. This is definitely up there for me. Stuff that comes across casually, like when Reiner admits to being the armored titan to Aaron. That one will forever be like. But oh shit. Off the top of my head, I can I can't think of any other show slash movie slash film that did a reveal in that manner. Right. Where like I've seen characters be like, Oh, am I what am I hearing? Is that right? But as a viewer, to just have it in the background, reading subtitles casually as they're just strolling at the top of the wall, and for myself to be like, Wait, what? <laughs> What's so awesome about that too is just once you learn Reiner's character, it just fits him so perfectly. Yeah. I'm saying that. Uh, here's an opinion. He said, I think the only way the island would have survived as if he was um, he was able to complete 100% leaving just the survivors of the island. Yeah. So I guess that's talking kind of more about the future, how eventually you know they get nuked or whatever. And the, right. He thinks the only way they're safe is if basically he's saying along the lines of, yeah, like people suck. War is going to happen no matter what you do. Yeah, and then and that's if they didn't destroy themselves too afterwards, if they were the only people. Cause you see, that's almost the bad thing about Aaron. Think about especially 
it's already going to be hard to start with, but as the years go by, they're going to go right back into being like, oh yeah, that island is filled with devils. Oh yeah, yeah. See that that's the whole. That's what I like about Aaron though is that he plays yeah, the favorites. Of course it is. He plays the favorites game. All he really cares about in the end, in the very very, I mean, there's Aaron's character is just all over the place. The poor guy I've been through hell, but in the very end, all he cares about is that, yeah, there's probably going to be at least like a hundred years, which there ended up being more than that, that the island survived, but at least a hundred years to where my friends can at least stay alive for a while. And then whatever happens after that, fuck it. I, which now that I think about it, makes it even worse for someone like Levi, unless he can completely like separate himself from that. If he looks back at the island and is just like, oh, well, all my friends died. He's like, I still see the ones that I like, and everyone else on that uh, on parody now is just Jaegerist, who I was fighting in the first place, so like, fuck them. That's one thing, but if you actually do care about some of the people on the island, and you're one of the people who helps like, yeah. save the world, think, because everyone who was related to the 80% that just died is just going to have so much hatred for them, and you can't just be like, well, well... <laughs> They're actually not that yeah. bad over there. They're pretty cool. It was just Aaron. No one else hates you. We're a lot like each other if you actually stop to think about it. Yeah, it was all, it was fucked. Because even if he didn't do what he did, I mean, we saw like the alternate reality or whatever. Everyone would have died and him and Mikasa would have what? Had three or four years together? Like that's, that sucks too. Both yeah, but you would have probably impressive. rathered that, right? I mean, that would have been sweet. His final thought. Now, this one's controversial. Make a baby. I don't know what you guys are going to think about this one. He says, Erwin was just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he really was, man. Yeah, I, I, was. I will never forget Erwin. Never forget how that man made me feel. The first three seasons, uh, going back, I can't wait to rewatch this way in the future and then just be like, fuck yeah, I get three more seasons of Erwin right here, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, he's gone for a long time. I mean, the all of season four, which is 17 parts mm-hmm. without yeah. Erwin. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's 17 yeah. parts. All right, let's do something on your docket, because next we have Katie, and she's got a lot of uh, fun <clears throat> questions. So I was going to talk about the OSTs and stuff, but I also wanted to, I thought we could rank all of this right now. We could do it. There's two separate ways we could do this. All right, let me know what I'm ranking. We could do it like S tier, A, B, that, that way, you know. Okay. Ranking it that way, I'm or we can just it. go best to worst, or worst to best. Do you have a list of things? Yep. All right, lay them, lay them on me. So it's every arc in the show. Okay. So we'll start with the ending. We'll call the ending, I believe the ending is called, I looked this up actually, The Battle of Heaven and Earth. Now the ending, are you referring to the, the last, last two specials? Last two specials, okay, The Battle the of Heaven and Earth. Okay. And then we have... Um, so you don't have them written down, you lied. I've got them in my head. I've got them in my head. Okay, so I don't know why he lied. <laughs> then we have The War for Parody, which is part two. That's going back in the memories. That's all that junk. Mm-hmm. Then, then we have the Marley arc. That's all of part one. You okay. Know, Aaron going into Marley under undercover. Yep. Then we have Return to Shiganshina, which is season three, part two. Erwin. Uh, Erwin's Charge. Colossal, the Beast Titan throwing the rocks. Spears. All that, yep. Okay. Then we have season three, part one, which we can just call Horstoria's part. Horstoria's yep. part. Uh, what all happened in Horstoria's part? Because I think of Horstoria's part 
That's like the coup wrapped in with the Ymir storyline in like uh, late season two or early season two. So uh, season three, part one is like the the coup d'état that Erwin pulls off on the fake king, and then the cavern where Aaron gets chained up in the cavern has like a sixteen pack looking okay. all fucking ripped. Yep. Then hit. Then Historia with Rod, she denies the injection. Of course. Of course. Yep, that's all like that part. Good deal. Then we got season two, and we'll call that. I'm sure people are probably going to get mad at me for not having the specific names of these. Yeah. Season two, what would you call that? So you're doing season two as a whole? Yeah, I think season two as a whole. Okay. I think I would call that Ymir's a bad jaw titan season. Okay. Or we just call it without Levi because season two is pretty much just the show without Levi. All right. So I'll just put season two for now. Okay. Yeah, just put season two. And then season one, it, this all depends on how you want to split this up because I, I think it, it, I can almost put season one as a whole, but... Yeah, no, I don't think so. The second half of season one, I will call the female like, the intro to the scout regiments. Okay, I thought you were just going to say female part because a lot of it has to do with the female. <laughs> that could also be fair. And then there's like a middle tier where it's like the the, the battle, battle of Trost. Uh, yeah, the Battle of Trost. And then we'll call, you know, first five episodes, we'll... I want to split that up. The beginning. The beginning. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. Here we go. Do we want to start? Let's let's just start at the beginning. Go ahead. What is the beginning for you? I know my answer. I know right, my answer. So how, on a how are we doing? Are we going to actually rank these from like best to worst? Or are we going to do like, oh, this was S tier? Which one was... do you want to do? You brought it to the table, brother. Oh, that's why I want to discuss that with you all. I didn't. To me, we could try to rank these all like in what order we think is... Okay. Obviously, we might have different opinions, but that's the... Let's do it. Everyone grab a pen and paper out. We're going to do this right now. I know where the... I think most of my season one is going to be near the bottom. What's that? Most of the season one is going to be at the yeah. bottom for you? Yeah, just depends. I think the the first five episodes definitely is geared towards the bottom. <sighs> See, here's where people are going to be mad at me about season two because there's a lot of cool stuff in season two, but I think it might be my bottom. And that's fine. I knew you were going to answer that, and I, I would have to disagree, but I, I would not put it near my top. I'll say that, but it was not at the bottom for me. Um, well, it's not at the bottom. The Battle of Trost is at the bottom. Okay. And he's still working on that uh, double shot espresso 37 minutes in. It is amazing. I've got mine. I figured you'd say the name and I'd kind of rank where I think they'd go and type them out to reveal them. Yeah, I like that. Because, well, obviously, we're not going to have the same answers. So we can just kind of do it on our... Like, whatever you get to something, we'll just all say where th- we put it. I think... I think We can just do it that way. We so don't then have- it's going to be easier to just do tiers. Yeah, let's do tiers. Much easier that way. Battle- we, we, we can even rank, like, the top three at the end of this. All right. Battle of Tross for me is D tier. So what what are our tiers right now? Let's list them off. We've got S tier. S A B C D. S A B C D. Glad we listed those off. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> so what did you put the beginning at? The like first five episodes? Yeah. A tier. Because that was when the first Mr. Like the pilot dragged me in right away. The pilot is very good. I'll say the training part isn't the strongest, but the pilot episode is very good. Uh, see, I like the training too, because then you're still learning about like the ODM gear. You're, um, the only br- thing that brings down is like Armin. 
Whoa. Armin in the first part. How Very crazy annoying. is that? That guy ended up being one of your favorites. Yeah. So that for me is uh, A tier. I'm going to put that at B. All right. I will go with Ronnie and put it with A. Okay. Okay. Where's the Battle of Trost for you? Battle of Trost. I will also put that at B. Or no, sorry, sorry. C, not B. God, C. I was going to be so insulted if you put that right. in the same. The, the thing with Battle of Trost is that it... And I don't know if you can include... If you include, like, that episode where Levi beats the shit out of Aaron, chained up, kicks him around, I mean, that was a good episode. Really hot. If you include that, that's where it raises it to a C for me. Yeah, there was just too much... Like, I felt like we were in that... Uh, I remember it being very orange on my screen. Do you also remember it being yeah. orange? And then just, like, walking around walls. And I mean, we did meet, like... That was when Pixis really right. started going, but he wasn't at his ultimate Pixis yet. Cause, cause to me, like season one was prop might be the weakest season of the show for me. Okay, I would put that in. I would say C tier. It's it's close. It's high up C tier where it almost cracked B, but I feel like it's got a, too many slow parts for it where right. it kind of moves around where you learn about them training and ODM gear and kind of get about a little bit more political about the scouts and stuff like that. All right, what about the uh? Intro to the Scout Regiments with, like, Annie, the female Titan. Where do you guys have that? The female Titan arc, kind yeah. of. That one definitely, that's where it definitely started getting better for me. I would almost put that at, I'd put that at A. I like that arc a lot for myself. That's whenever I, the Aaron's Titan at the start, I was like, oh, I was all hyped about, you know, kind of figuring out how i guess titan shifters work i kind of come to the conclusion that annie was the female titan towards the end really look at you you told me good job for that look, at you, look at you sherlock oh you told on him no he's saying that i i apparently congratulated him that he learned oh, that. nice I, I got it before he did whenever i'm we really nice guys he is he can be nice yeah i'll go with a too i think i'll go a as well just the mystery of it all um you're really starting to get with people like Levi and stuff like that. So it's just, and then his squad, that whole, the whole moment with Levi and his squad and then them all dying and Aaron, yeah. how devastated Aaron is. Cause honestly, Aaron is one of the, like the lower characters in season one. He's just so basic. All right. How about the horse story, plot line, also known as Historia. Um, I think she's a lovely lady by the way, but it's just a funny story, a plot line. We're already there. You named it, brother. No, guess... that was season three, part one. Our... We're already... Okay, season two. Go ahead. We're already there. Yeah, we have one more to go. <laughs> season two. Where do I rank season two on my rankings? Now, I'm not going to put season two... You said that <clears throat> this was one of your lower end seasons. What I really like about this season, Ronnie, is it's very character-focused season. I know the one of the reasons you don't like it as much is because you don't like Ymir. I think you do like Historia more as a character, but um, I like Historia more as a character. But I also like the Ymir Historia. I didn't. I didn't find it particularly particularly interesting in the beginning, and especially now looking at it as a whole, especially how much Historia was even in the end. Which I know it was kind of like her story had already ended at the end of season three. To me, it's just, it would be the biggest like slog to get through. But I still am going to rank it B tier because one, it is 
a little bit shorter in episodes, and there's also some, I mean, the Reiner stuff, Beast Titan, um, oh, yeah. everything at Utgard Castle, we learned about torches. Yeah, season two, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to put it at the B tier. I will also agree and put okay. that in the B tier. See, I'm good- shocked by your answer. I thought Ronnie was going to put it lower, because I said it wasn't my, one well, of my that was when Yeah, because when I thought, it is hard, it's too short, and it's too mixed in to separate those into different arcs and so the other stuff holds it up to to b tier for me i will agree with ronnie he labeled it perfectly in the b tier with just seeing the beast titan for the first time not knowing why the heck this guy can talk and do the things that he can do reiner and bert and the their big reveal and everything with that was just yeah and then the like the last three episodes where aaron and reiner getting in fights talking with each other and then the irwin's uh, getting his arm bit off like that whole moment was awesome mm-hmm. Aaron learning his founding titan powers for the first time so now season 3 part 1 season 3 part 1 this is is this Kenny this is Kenny okay now this one's tough this one is tough I don't think I'm gonna put any part of the, I know you put one at the D tier I don't think I'll have anything quite that low okay I think C would be my lowest now, I'm thinking about C tier for this one, but that's what I'm thinking about too, either B or C. And the only reason I say that, there are so many good things that do happen. Like the first two or three episodes with Kenny, the fight, the action and stuff and learning about Levi and Kenny is really awesome. But there is a couple episodes during this where I remember it being not my favorite of the show for sure. Okay. Um, it might even be like right after Rod turns into like the, the pig mm. Latin turkey yeah, yeah, titan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that all seems kind of like a looking back on it. That's kind of a weird time in the show's history. Yeah, well, it's the first time they kind of started fighting people, and they fought people, and then they just went back to fighting Titans. Well, it was like at that point, uh, I don't know, because I really do like. Honestly, Historia in that season shines for me. She's she does really good that season. Her making that decision, not yeah, it's to like when Ymir was gone. That's when Historia started to shine. Right. Yeah, exactly. And her badass, I mean, the badass music that plays in the background, Girl Power. I mean, that was that was sick when she flips Rod on his back. It might be not the last time you hear about Girl Power, uh, the the song. I struggle with it between an A and a B. Whoa! Yes, Whoa. Travis, I love it. Shravi Patty. I love it. Wow. I just love Kinnear so much. The the action between him and Levi, that chase, just for me the first time seeing Levi being that mad and going to chase after him, and then it turns into a chase on Levi, all the action there. That's so great. And then with season three, at the, I guess because we did break it up to the start, I'm going to have to put it to a B because the return to Shingachina is really what makes yeah. season three great but the start of it's still really good with historia and kenny i give it at least a b and i, I and i and i forgot something i might have to put it up to a b because travis you you reminded me of all this there are two episodes in season three part one that are contenders for the best episodes of the show no they're not bystander with keith freaking sadie i mean top five but top fiver it's just hard to say top episode of the show uh, top 10 top 10 I think Bystander and Friends, the episode with Kenny and Yuri, are two of the best show. I thought you were talking about the one where it was Friends featuring Chandler, Ross, and Rachel and them. Yeah, they were on a break. <laughs> they, yeah. they were. So, so you're uh, B. So I might bring it to B. Now, it's just those two episodes that say face. Like, everything before that is what brought it so low to yeah. C for me. 
Those yeah. la- those last two episodes though are awesome. Ymir's gone. It's a B. <laughs> it's a B. Right. What say you, Ronnie? I'll stick at C for now. But I mean, you got. I mean, wow, bystander. What I an know. episode! I oh. forgot that was in there. <laughs> I mean, that truly is probably a top five for me. But then there was just some other stuff where I did not like looking at uh, Slug Rod. Uh, that was gross. And even like the way that they defeated him, I just didn't really. They like, put dynamite up his butthole, right? Something like that. Yeah, they There's shoved dynamite up, up his, his ass. Jelly Bingus. Um. All right, and then S. S. Everyone's gonna go S on this is so <laughs> obvious. Return to Shinganshina part two. Yeah. S. Easy. S. I mean what did I mean what do you even say? <clears throat> so many top moments. You can't this, if you start this last part and you get like two episodes in, it's one of those where you just can't stop watching it. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, Holy shit, I've gotta binge this. There's mm-hmm. no way I stop. Levi finding the beast titan, obviously. Armin's beep bop boop it a beep beep boop of finding Reiner and Bert inside of the wall. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean, or, I well, mean, not Reiner and Bert. It's just one of those things where the first time you watch it, especially if I mean you're a normal person and you kind of binge through it, it would be so hard to be one of the people watching it week by week at that time. I'm never gonna forget where I was both times I did it. One was at Chad's apartment. Yep. And one was at here with the Trafster. Uh, and uh, and every moment with Irwin, obviously the conclusion of him. Come on. Dude, the I mean, Bert's colossal titan Kruger. transforming and blowing up the entire town and Hanji being saved. Yep. I mean. And you finish all that and you go over to Kruger. You go over to Kruger, Kruger. yeah. You've got Grisha's, Grisha's backstory. backstory. Oh my gosh. Incredible wow. stuff. All right, season four, part one, Marley. S tier. Go ahead. I would say a B or an A. I'm going B. You just don't know the characters good enough yet, but they do a good job to make you like them and inter- like introducing them to you so late, just being like, here's a bunch of random people. You forget everybody that you were in love with at three in season three. Here's these new guys. For them to be able to do that and even make it a B or an A, they did great with it. But I, yeah, I, put I it loved in. all the character building or whatever, and I remember watching it thinking, like, oh, my God, how are we still not back to, you know, our characters and stuff like that? But I never really, like, all the, um, just all the Falco stuff, all that's so good, but I can't I can't wait to hear Chad's thoughts because put this with the return to Shingachina is just ludicrous to me. Go ahead. I would say that I might have had the most fun watching this week to week. Obviously, this is when we started watching week to week. Than I did with anything else. So I don't, know what, so I don't know what you're doing there. I don't know if you're doing this. If you talk about podcast era, season four, part one, S tier. Because that oh, was it's some the, of our, It's the best part of the podcast for me. It's not even close. Because we had I, caught up with everything. We were going week by week. People were coming out of the woodworks. We were having so much fun, of course. No, but I, I, I genuinely think it is S tier too. The more I thought about this entire show, I might only put well, no, I, I might have a total of well, we'll see, we'll see when it comes up. <laughs> Chad just goes, I might only have five parts of the show in S tier. <laughs> no, I think I think the buildup of Aaron being undercover, the conversation in the basement with uh, Reiner and Aaron, and then the two episodes after that, those are. Th- those are right up there with the three from Return to Shiganshina in a row. The Perfect Game, Midnight Sun, and Hero. I would put those right up there with it. 
So and, we'll, and the three episodes are De- Declaration of okay, War. Okay, I was like, well, Declaration of War, Warhammer Titan, and Assault. Those three episodes back to back to back. Oh, and see, then, I could, and then, I could oh, never do that. Really? And then Reiner, all of Reiner's backstory, like you get the side of Marley and then you're like, oh shit, now I actually care about these people. And then he goes directly into Aaron yeah. judging Reiner in the basement. See, I, I love those first seven I mean, episodes. I like it too, but I just can't, I think about the Azamachitos, the Willie Tiber that we just memed on. And I look at the, the kind of all TV. So I, I, I see at, what you're saying on the, on Willie's part, him talking. I thought when he's on stage though, that all of that isn't. I mean, all the tension and stuff between yeah. cutting to him knowing or like Aaron getting ready to come up from the stage, all that's good. But you know, if you're gonna put that up next to freaking the rooftop with Zeke and Armin, oh, I just can't do it. Or uh, Levi sneaking around the side, or my soldiers rage. Get out of here with that, dude! Don't even. <laughs> could you tell me you could run through a wall? See, and you're saying as machitos and stuff. That that kind of is afterwards, though. Yeah, but we just I, we meet her for the first time there gotcha. and stuff like that. And, so I was about um, to say because like after that set eighth episode when Sasha perishes, they they leave Marley. So now you're out of Marley. Yeah, you, but I guess the only real thing that really like comes close to the top the only episode i think in that that could be top five for me would be zeke's backstory yeah zeke's got a good backstory wow okay declaration I mean, I, of I war think declaration good. of war has to be a top fiver a top five episode i don't think it would be for me no i don't really? think it cracks i think it's in the top 10 but it's not in the top five okay. for me there's just too many good episodes early on and then towards the end to, to Z, yeah, Zeke's backstory episode though is an absolutely incredible, and I, I don't know if you even consider that. I guess you can consider that part of what I'm talking about, but like thinking about it right now see, makes me want to go throw a baseball with you boys. Right see, here. see, now I'm interested to see what he says here. Uh, War for parody. So War for parody. If we're season four part two, yeah. If we're doing all of season four part two, every single bit. I mean, how would you break it up? with you saying that like after the rumbling okay because you know he's already he's like leaving the episode see that but that's another thing i I really love like the episode where they're all in the forest they're all talking to each other yeah fighting it out there's a couple episodes like in between that and getting to the port and stuff that's not to me up at the top so much it's kind of like the marley arc some of the backstory stuff figuring out with the alina and stuff isn't mm-hmm. the strongest but it's not bad but if you're just strictly talking about as soon as we hop into season four, part two, all the way up to the rumbling when Aaron sets it off, I mean, that's got to be S tier for me. It's got to be A tier for me just because of some of the stuff you said with that, like the Yelena and all that stuff. Right. That that's that comes afterwards, so I'll put it at A just because of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and the other crazy thing about season four, part two that you were telling me today is that you had... I mean, a smaller podcast than us. Some guys were talking about it, and then uh, someone that you know personally was talking about just that era, and they like, like weren't paying attention or something. Yeah, they were just kind of boring. The rough, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, I quit watching. Uh, I quit watching during uh, Memories yeah. of the Future. Mem- yeah, God. Because if you just include like that, how it starts off the fight, Memories of the Future, the backstory. That's what they said. The backstory of Ymir was like a bad episode. That was, and I, and I'm thinking, yeah, it's kind of you're you're just learning about Ymir and stuff. But I thought all of that was so intriguing. I guess 
teach their own. Some people might not find that intriguing. And then the way Aaron starts the rumbling from Ymir, I thought that was all incredible S-tier stuff. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to not put it in S-tier for me whenever you watch Aaron get his freaking head 360 no-scoped off of him. Right. And then you go, oh my God, did that really just happen? And then watching the uh, pathogist. Yeah. Uh, there are, uh, it's, yeah, the, the path, the path, path what the is pathicide. it? Path, path, pathicide. I yep. said path or something, but you know, I'll the, go a for everything after it. I'll, I'll bring it down from S to a, I want to go S tier, but a tier, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, uh, too much Yelena, too much flock and not enough on Capone and, um, <laughs> and Aaron being too mean to Armin and Mikasa. Yeah, I'll put it in that an A. That just made me sad. It's not that it's a bad story or anything. It just made me sad. When I'll it's put fun. it in A for me. I, I can agree with everything that Ronnie said, and it didn't have enough saunas in there for me. But All right, not enough saunas. But God, yeah, I'm Keith. 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 Yeah, we got to remember that Deal. moment, Deal. too. I mean, Deal. yeah, it, it's just barely. I, I, I'm definitely set on my answer now. S tier, season three, part two. S tier, declar- uh, declaration of war, all part one. And then A tier for part two. Storytelling. The only thing that sucks about part one, strictly for the storytelling wise and everything, the animation obviously was a little slightly worse than everything else, but I don't care too much about that for that to be a problem. And then finally, the ending, the two, I'm going to call it films. I'm going to walk in with uh, an A tier. Not necessarily because all the stuff on the screen was completely A tier, but the sticking the landing and not, well, how do I say this? Not overstaying your welcome from an actual on screen standpoint. They really dragged it out. <laughs> but right. I give it an S. Okay, S, wow. I'll give it a B. Okay. Stuck the landing. It did good. The first, especially, especially the first special, uh, Aaron talking to Romsey and then stomping all over everyone. That was awesome. And even the second one was amazing too. It just felt to me, this is, and I'll, I'll be honest about it. I did not feel the stakes being that high at the end, which not, not necessarily that's a bad thing. It just felt like everything they were saving each other. The last moment, there's a little bit too many of those moments. The fight, I was just like, well, there's no way that Aaron just kills all of them right here when they already get to him. So I kind of already knew. I was like, well, most of these people, nothing's going to happen to them. So the stakes didn't feel as high, but everything stuck stuck well for me. No, and I can agree with that. I see where you're coming there. I guess I got so uh, in my head that we were going to lose like at least a few people that when we didn't at all, it kind of felt like, oh, they didn't kill someone just to kill someone. And everything made enough sense to me that, yeah. Right, because the Hanji stuff was awesome. The Hanji way she stuff went out. was great. Uh, yeah. Now, I do agree. Like, they showed a few parts of the rumbling, especially, like... The baby the, scene? Kind of kind of where, where everything ends, and they're just in that weird desert. That was kind of like... Yeah. Honestly, that kind of felt like a cheap way out. It, yeah, it did. Because you could have animated that whole battle in like such a more interesting place, I feel like, instead of just a wide open... De- it's like they were like, oh, we don't want to animate. And that, yeah, that is what it felt like. Um, 
the baby scene, that is a, a moment that I have to talk about for being one of the best parts of <clears throat> the very, very end. Mm-hmm. The very, very final part. That that shit was incredible. The more I watch that, I'm just like, dude, this is, you know this is? Cinema. Yeah, that was cinema. cinema. That is so artistic. Yeah, I, <laughs> You got to agree on that, don't you? Yeah, you, I mean, you got to show your, uh, your film nerd friends that. I don't think you have any film nerd. Do you have a film nerd friend? I do have a couple, yeah. Yeah, show and, them that. I mean, because they're playing the OST Guilty Hero in the background while it's happening, too. And it's right after Armin has his breakdown. Yeah. And you're thinking, wow, this is what Armin's breaking down because he's allowing this to happen right now. Such a good moment. All right. That's our tears. Hope someone wrote it down because it'd be hard to recount exactly. I think I could do it, but um, let's keep moving on here. I liked y'all's answers. Good job, guys. Thanks. I think we all Thanks, did great. Boys. It all showed our own personalities. Um, Chad keeps getting sicker. I need water. We don't have any water. Do you have any on you? What if I just pulled out a bucket of water like you do in Minecraft out of my pocket? You can go get some water if you need it. Yeah. I'll do it real quick. Water break, boys. All right. So we just took a quick water break as we were leaving to do that. Chad said that he still had 17 paragraphs of OST takes. So before we get to that, let's... (laughs) Sorry, I did the loudest swallow ever, and then I knew you were going to comment on it that you didn't, and then I started choking. Choking. Uh, so before we get to that, let's get to some questions from Katie. She asked, did Aaron always know that Titans would turn back into humans? Thinking about his reaction to Zeke's scream and his reaction to that one Titan in the sand, what the hell was he doing? If he knew they could turn back to humans, would it change anything? This is what, this is where I think he finds out. I think there's, Isayama does, I, well, this is what I, I'm going to theorize Isayama does. He draws him <laughs> so differently in stages that when he kisses Historia's hand, okay, he finds out a lot of like the future stuff that he's going to do, but he does not find out everything at all because he, t- when he goes in the past with Zeke, Zeke says that to him. He says, you've seen a lot, but you haven't seen everything. Like you didn't know that. You wouldn't be able to control Ymir in here, yada, right. yada. But then when he touches Ymir, fully gets the founding Titan, I then believe that he gets all of the info about what's going to happen at the end. Yeah, I agree with that. That's exactly yeah. when he, until he gets the, uh, the full founding powers, I don't think he knows. And at that point, he's too far gone. Yep. And to speak of all that, that was one of the more interesting things I found is like, cause that was always something I kind of was curious about, or I always felt like, you know, they had the, uh, the 13 year mark on the Titans. And I always was like, it's 13 years, right? Yeah. And so there's the loud swallow. Uh, but he didn't do it in the microphone to try and trick you guys. He was trying to gaslight me nah. with this loud swallow because he knew I would say something, but he did it out of the microphone so people wouldn't hear it. That felt kind of just like skip diddly dude over right there at the end. Right. And, and, and I, I get, it I get just, the way they're doing. They, they broke the curse, so none of that matters. But yeah. It's just interesting because like they, they did the move where they turned all of our, so many of our beloved characters into Titans. And then they just kind of like hand wave it away where they're like, ah, but Aaron can turn him back to normal. But y'all knew that. <laughs> well, I don't think Aaron does. I think that's what it's implying. Like, the only reason they turn back to normal... Is because Ymir and Aaron are both killed. 
Aaron dies, Ymir, that's when the the way that Mikasa does that, she finally she finally lets go. The only way she was gonna let go is if she saw something like that, and then that's how they come back, right? Is that how we're supposed to take see that that's I another mean, that's another reason why I give it a B tier is what you said though. They don't they pass over a lot of that stuff. They make you kind of just infer with it. Yeah. And they it's kind of uh it's a little messy at the end, the way they do all the memories. It is messy. I guess in the moment I was just yeah. so happy that they were okay that I just like let right. it. But now, you know, with Katie bringing that up, it is yeah, kind of like. Yeah, that's it, D tier. Yeah, I like that, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I, yeah, maybe I go B tier the more I, we talk about it. Yeah, I go D. D, okay. Travis is in there with a D. Throwing the first D out there. She asked, no, did all S. the Attack Titans always have memories of the future and know that's how it was going to end? Does that make Grisha an even worse dad? So I guess she's saying like was um was it all connected via the attack titan? Like Gene, I guess. Yeah, that 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 is very interesting. I think that Kruger you only get the one in front of you, is how I take it. Kruger when he goes, you to save Mikasa and Armin, you must see this through. Grisha says that to Aaron right before he injects Aaron. Okay. So I think Grisha Kruger is seeing Grisha say that, and Grisha's being like, "Who the Ooh. fuck would say that?" Which is it makes it even trippier. But they, but they all lead to Aaron, so it, okay. I guess it doesn't matter in the end how it works because it all leads to Aaron getting the Founding Titan. So yeah, I like your take on that. I don't know if I have anything to add. Um, oh, now this one I've got a lot to add to. She says, "What other ships, Annie Armin, Gabby, and Falco?" Reiner and Con- uh, Reiner, Connie, Levi, what are your favorite fan fiction endings for our heroes? Go ahead. Me. Annie and Armin. <laughs> Annie and Armin. Love them. True, true love. Love them. Right. Gabby and Falco. True love. Hope true they love. hope they can get through their high school years. High school years are tough, but at this point, they've been through so much together. Yeah. Knock you know, her up at eighteen, buddy. Maybe, and that's something that Chad would say. Maybe they do something like, oh, you know, they get into a fight once their emotions, you know, they really start getting the hormones pumping, but then they find each other again. They go, what are we doing? Like, this is right. silly. What are we, we doing? We saved the world together. We could mm-hmm. never be a match for anybody else. Travis, what about you? I don't know if I know your your thoughts. No, I think my favorite out of everyone really was Annie and Armin. I remember, I remember just seeing them on the ship whenever. Armin was talking about how he's such a horrible person. I just, not to sound like Chad, I just wanted to watch them tongue each other's lips right then and there. Just having such a sweet moment, even though the world was coming to an end. Okay. Um, Yeah, it was a little chat of you there. Uh, Okay, dude, don't say okay like that. You just talked about how Falco should knock up Gabi whenever she turned 18. That was pretty stupid. Okay. I just said... Fine, do it at 15. Everyone needs to (laughs) calm down here. This is what happens when we talk about ships. It gets a little gross. No, I think that... uh, I mean, I have to agree. Annie, Armin, they were just meant for each other. Obviously, Falco and Gabi. But what I wanted to see is peak Jean... That was another one. And then Reiner, he just needs to find himself. He was so obsessed with Historia, he needs to find himself a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl. How that's about, his type. How about Hitch, who was looking smoking oh, when we yeah. saw her right there? You know who the I end? want her yeah. to end up with? Who? Anya Capone. Flagle? Really? Anya Capone? You're shipping I just Hitch need Anya Capone? Capone just to find someone. That guy fought so hard. 
Yeah, and, and did everything he could to make things happen, dude. Who would have been good for Anya Capone? I'm seriously? trying to think of all, like, who are the girls that we have out there that are still at play? Like Anya Capone, no, he's going to find himself a good a good somebody that's that was a survivalist at the end. The 20 percenter. He's going to find a 20 percenter. Okay, back on Marley? Yeah, he's going to yeah. find one out there for him. Someone that he can take long flights with into sunsets with. Right. That's what I want for Anya Capone. Yeah, the fact that Yelena got to live at the end is... I mean, they come, why'd they do that? That would have been That's, so easy to just, like... You could have gotten so many fan points, but just... But I respect them for not doing it, because... I don't. <laughs> they don't so mention it for C-tier. so long. <laughs> yeah. God, I just keep going down. F. I wish I didn't even watch it. <sighs> okay, so give me one more uh, make-believe ship that we didn't see on screen, so no Annie Armin, no Falco, Gavi, no Jean Mikasa. So all the girls are out, okay. Um, that was false, but okay. You said that we didn't see on screen, and one of those we didn't see, but it's okay. Well, we definitely well, did. We did. We did. Sorry, definitely bud. We did. Keep going. Uh, Nos just messaged me, so I want to hear y'all's last ship take. I think Reiner. I don't. He doesn't have to necessarily get shipped up with anybody that we know. I think I just wanted to see him happy with someone. It could have yeah. been anyone. I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like Reiner and Hanji would have been good for one another, even though Reiner was much younger. How about Peak? Anyone for Peak? Not not Reiner. Yeah, I don't think anyone in our group. I could have I could have put Ani Capone with Peak. That's the thing, Connie too. Like Connie's gonna gonna just go take care of his mom for a while. Uh, Yeah, no, no, I I one hundred percent think he's gonna be with her for a while. She's not a Titan anymore, right? She's still crippled in a wheelchair. I think anyway. Yeah, he'll find somebody in a few years. The other but, than that, though, I think I honestly think Jean and Peak. That's a no, good. no, that would never. never what, was the, what was the best Jean and Peak moment on screen? There was them fighting at the end. Wow, it was cute. Oh, them fighting at the end. Yeah, see, there it goes. Peak will get a boyfriend, then she'll go uh, visit her oh, friends Jean and uh, Mixa. Okay. I mean, can you at least give me credit that I was, you know, from very early season nah. one, I was fighting for that. I told you it was never, it was never official. I won't, I, th- I won't say this unless I will never admit to that I unless that- Isayama sends us a message yeah. via Instagram. I thought that you were about to say, no, I always said Flagel would be a good one for Mika. So, uh, no, Flagel, I give you Flagel cre- and Beak. I, I give you full credit, Ronnie. That was genius on your Thank part. Thank you, Travis. Right, I'm okay. so glad to have wow. you. Wow. Hey, you're my brother, so I'll give you credit. Anyone, uh, go back to season one whoa, around the dude. training arc, and I said, you know, I you know, I ship. Why is Mika so caught up on Aaron? This is Ronnie from the past. I think that she... No, you said me thinks. <laughs> me thinks she'd fit better with Jean. Me thinks. All right, Katie continues. What happens to ODM gear now? Does Paradis still have Ice Burst Stone? Whoa. Yeah, I guess they I guess they still have the stone, but here's the thing. ODM gear, now we got we got oil, baby. We got oil that can we can just steal back from uh Marley. Yeah. So now let's just make like freaking ODMing cars. Let's make ODMing parks. Yeah, where you and, design things and, just for ODM people you like know, competitions. Hoverboard like ODM stuff. You could have the Olympic Games of ODM gear. Yeah. Hey guys, gather around the telly. The ODMing uh, Olympics are on. Dude, that'd be so freaking awesome. I just wish that ODM was real. Could you imagine driving down the road and just seeing an ODM park? It seems 
so hard. Yeah, it does. No. So very hard. I think it took Aaron two or three episodes and a couple tumbles to just master it. Right? That sounds right. Yeah. All I right. mean, Armin Arler at a young age could do it. Surely we could. This is a fun twist on a kind of a question. Whole series, five episodes you most want to watch again. Right? So not necessarily best episodes. Yeah, I would almost... I would almost pick episodes that I don't, that I didn't like focus too much on. If yeah, that makes sense. Uh, maybe one of the Trost episodes. Have okay. The, the reason I say <laughs> all right, okay. No, the reason you I say that you want to see Daz hiding in a porter body again. Okay, I mean, come on, that's that's good funny content. <laughs> it is. No, one of the reasons I say that is because I feel like that's worth a rewatch. Maybe see some of Riney and Riney, Reiner <laughs> and Annie shenanigans i can think of two off the top of my head i want to see the episode where keith and theo go down together in the ship again i feel like that happened it feels so long ago okay but it was such a good moment of them being like oh we both deserve to die and we're gonna do it making the stand together to help out our boys and girls Uh, you know what i want to do right now what if i had to put five episodes together They'd all have Keith in them. I would do a Keith Sadie's marathon where I watch like because he's only in five. I'd watch. So. I'd watch Bystander. <laughs> yep. You know, maybe I'd do like the first training one where he gets introduced. Bystander. Obviously, the one with him and Theo at the end, where he arrives on a train um, out of nowhere. The one where he's. I want to see even. I don't even think he's in this episode. No, he's not. No, the one where he gets his know, ass kicked. The one that he gets his ass kicked. And finally, the one he's not in this one much, but it's one of my favorite moments because it was one of the best predictions I ever no, had. No, it was. This is no. I won't say it's one of the best predictions. <laughs> it is the prediction that Ronnie Coleman had. Him, his silhouette in the window <laughs> as he's watching them go off in their wagon, uh, you know, to fight the flock squawk. Oh, and I was like, that is Keith. Yep, right there. That's, I, that's I would I would want to go back and watch the first episode again because like after it breaks down and talks about how Aaron's like I sent the smiling Titan to eat my own mother to make sure that everything played out the right way that it had to just like hearing him say all that and then going back and watching the first episodes like I think that'd be cool yeah I think too like the second and third episode because I believe in the second or third it's like Grisha we get like Aaron, he had a bad nightmare that Grisha was grabbing him and taking him to the forest. And I'm sure there's like a few lines in there that's obviously major foreshadowing. And I don't really remember those episodes that much. I feel like that's what I've rewatched the least. Okay. Not, I've seen the first episode a few times, but the ones right after. Yeah, yeah. I, I would also like to watch the episode of Aaron punching his mama's hand inside of the battlefield right after Erwin got his arm bit off and then watching... You know, the sad following events of Aaron's mom eating his buddy from a small childhood, Hannes. Oh, Hannes. And that's another great reason to rewatch the Keith Bystander episode is that girl Carla. She's all in that. I love Carla so much. God, I love her. Love her, love her, love her, love her, love her. I mean, she was always my number one, everyone. And then Vinland Saga happened. And I don't know. We might got a new. We might have a new number one. Go check out our Vinland Saga coverage, and uh, we're actually even ahead. Three more episodes on the Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/slash Ronnie and Chad. Um, hardest death or best death or deaths? Uh, I mean, hardest easy one right out the gate. Irwin. Yep. 
saunas. Irwin's one of the hardest and the best. I think that goes hand in hand there just because he gave it all up right at the end. Right when he's about to get to the the moment of truth, everything he fought for, he gave it up. I mean, that's just like, because they're hard because they're the best. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Because also, also Zeke's is really good. Theo and Keith. Who did you say? I said Zeke's I thought was very good. He finally it. Uh, that was like a best death that wasn't hard. So you yeah. found that one wasn't a go. hard death at all. That one was just kind of like short happened. and sweet and happened. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, right. Levi it was, it was his... just good that he finally got out of like his own mind. Yep. Yep. Name. Hanji's was beautiful. Hanji was the one I was going to name. That was another hard and best combined. Yep. To watch her catch on fire because it was flame. so hard to watch that but between the music the moment the fact that like they couldn't have gone on if it wasn't for her made it a yeah sasha's thing. was one of the lowest no offense to sasha <laughs> yeah yeah she yeah. just got shot by a 22 and oh when can you please remind this is a good uh yeah do you want me to say it wait one second because it falls into katie's last question best quotes to stitch on pillows i would say <laughs> sasha's final <laughs> word slash words Meat. There it is. Meat. There it is. I remember Ronnie, past Ronnie, being very mad at that. I'm still yeah. not thrilled with it. Yeah. You were not a happy Meat. camper. I mean, honestly, I might say some stupid shit like that on my deathbed. <laughs> I don't know how uh, Travis <laughs> is at this game. I, You are the one for this game. You're much better at this sort of thing than I am uh, because of your slight uh, mental... Autistication. Autistication. Best quotes to stitch on pillows. Like, what do you got? You're more of a quote guy than I am. I just go through Irwin's whole speech. <laughs> it would be a little chaotic of a pillow, but it'd be good. Yeah. I mean, you could do Irwin's entire speech. But I mean, that that might need to be on a blanket. Yeah, that needs to be on a quilt. <laughs> that needs to be on uh, a king size quilt. I mean, Aaron Yeager. I've got all the quotes from him. Yeah, go ahead and name a few. I just keep moving forward yeah. until I destroy all my enemies. I mean, but. that one would be, I've said this before on the podcast, um, that one would legitimately be one that I would have to get because I've more times than I could count on one hand, do I get up on like, a, let's call it a a Monday morning, a Tuesday morning, and in my head, I actually tell myself, <laughs> just keep moving forward. <laughs> And what's crazy about that is it's that line is obviously not just like a off the wall line that's been used in series before. It's just this series makes it so much more impactful for some reason. And also because I was born into this world. I love that one too. Yeah. And this it, world that, is just cruel. Yeah, I was going to say don't forget your favorite one. <laughs> that was whole that was uh, Chad's shtick like the first two seasons was he jizzed his pants anytime someone called it a cruel world. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the awesome thing about Because I Was Born Into This World is it goes all the way back to the Bystander episode. The only reason Aaron started using that line is because Keith told him that Carla said that to Keith whenever he cursed her out and was an absolute giant dickhead to her. We can't forget that, Keith. You're a good guy, but she said, I don't, he doesn't need to be special. He's already special because he was born into this world. And then that's why Aaron starts repeating that later on. All right. Thank you, Katie, for the questions. We move on. Oh, to... no, we're not done. 
it's such a good quote, but I don't know if it'd be a good pillow quote because it has Aaron's name in it, and it'd be very random to have just Aaron's name in it. Uh, I love the quote of Aaron, in what way are you free? Okay. Whenever it's right at the end of the second part going into the third part, Armin says, I have one more question for you, Aaron, and that is in which way are you free? Yeah. I love and, that. And then uh, Aaron, an Aaron line, I've always hated you. <laughs> or, or, or how about this? She didn't say a lot, but when she said it, I listened. A Mikasa line when she goes, Eden. <laughs> and you stepped on the joke. I mean, it was the joke, but I wanted to say it, and now I'm so mad. Ten Travi Patties. I didn't think that's where you were going. For being, for being good enough on the thank, microphone to know the joke, but stepping on what I wanted to do. I'm thank, so mad. Thank you for wrapping the scarf around me. That's another great one. So triggered, yes. Miss Argentina asked, she wants to get sneaky with it. If you could be a fly, don't you wish that you could be a fly on the wall? <laughs> Do you remember that Miley Cyrus joint? No. Then? You don't remember that? I really one? don't. Don't you wish that you could be a fly on the wall? A sneaky little, sneaky <laughs> little fly on the wall. I, I genuinely don't remember that at all. Um, if you could be a fly on the wall or like a background character and experience one event that happened during the whole series, which would it be? Wow, what a great question. I can tell you it would not be the in Marley. I would not want to be in Marley whenever Aaron goes over there and declares war. That would be a terrible time to be in the uh, So you don't have to know the name of this person. Or is she saying like... She, or a fly on, you could be a fly on the wall. You don't have to know the name of the fly either. <laughs> I would say one of the horses, but they've got tough jobs. Um, Once again, it's not so much who you are or what your name is. Just where is. you want to be. You can oh. be. You can be, Chad, a fly in the wall. Well, I'd want to be on parody because uh, 80% of Marley gets stomped on. I wouldn't want to get stomped Let on. Let me read the question again okay. because Chad clearly did not r- listen to the question. All right. Ready. You are, for the purpose of this question, I'm not even going to read the background character part because that apparently made you fly into a different universe. Malfunction. You are a fly named Buzz Killington because that's what you're doing. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. You get to choose to be on the wall. Just an experience... One event that happened during the whole series, which would it be? Uh, okay, something so I'm, I'm not getting squashed. Something that the camera didn't see. You're not being squashed. You're a very tricky fly. I think if I could see one thing, I would just like to see, like, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when Bert was thrown up into the middle of Shinganshina and you could just watch a colossal transform. I feel like it'd be so cool if you didn't die just to be able to watch how big of an explosion that would co- like cause. All right, so Travis picked something that was on screen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that I'm, would be cool. I've got, I've got one. This is super random. I think the spirit of her question, Travis. Yeah. And I could be wrong. It's her question. She can write in if I'm incorrect. Is you know, pick a moment that we did not see on screen, but we either assumed happened or we know happened off screen somewhere. I'd like to meet Farmer John. Okay. That's, okay see, that's wow, a good Farmer one. John, that's a great nice. one. I like that one. <laughs> I like that a lot. And you're saying just meet him, not see the, no not see the conceivation of... No okay. Chad. No, I want to see when they fell in love, not the conceiving. Okay. I want to know what he said. I would like to see the Luis... Speaking to Aaron about the scarf, I think that is a hilarious conversation. Knowing that Aaron really does like Mikasa too, just seeing 
Aaron's attitude there and dealing with a girl coming up and talking to him about feelings. I think that'd be hilarious. I want to be a fly on the wall like one night when on the night that Levi and Irwin broed down the most. Oh, that good. is such a good answer. I'm so <laughs> mad I didn't say that. I'm still happy yeah. I got to meet Farmer Wait, John. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think I think they broed down the most in death possibly. Do you think that was that probably, moment? Yeah, but I'm yeah, yeah. You're talking about just before that because obviously you can't beat the moment that you're sending somebody to their death. They were just too close for yeah. like to not have some sort of moment where you know Irwin got Levi to smile. They weren't either one of them real big yeah. laughers. No, no. <laughs> but you know, I feel like one or once one night, you know, they got a little late. They were game planning for too long, got a little goofy, and they just shared a laugh. And I want to be there for it. I want to be there for Farmer Great John. Answer. And then she finishes it off. Last question for me. Uh, remembering your previous pods for the series, which episode was your favorite that you guys covered? A few stick out. Okay, you, you go first then. Um, one is actually perfect that you sound like that right now. One of my favorite ones, biggest laughs, was yep. when Chad was sick. And you read and, part of my notes. And we and he sounded so bad that impromptu, I got his uh, his laptop and read his jumbled up misspelled notes. That I mean that led to uh, Fishy Island, which is the name of our Discord, and I believe uh, Storia. Uh, fish or Fishy Devils, I should say. Fishy Devils, yeah. Which is the name of our patrons. Once again, go join it. Um, and obviously, yeah, Horse Storia. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it started off with fucking that bro fucking Nile or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he does nothing of significance to, to you know, bring that, that I mean, about. That was Chad at his most genius ever because he didn't even have to read it. I mean, he had to correct me when I couldn't read what he misspelled, but. Horror yeah, story. I would say that episode and that goes along with. Uh, part one of season four like that that to me was the most fun i had mm-hmm. doing the podcast i would say that maybe uh that episode and then there was one more it might have been like right when everything was going down in marley the fight warhammer titan i just remember that being a really fun episode that might have okay. been a pedophile moment uh, uh oh yeah the pedophile that was season two because after season one i felt like uh obviously we were still flying to catch up at that time we were releasing multiple episodes a week season one we kind of got the kinks out a little bit and then we had the moments like we because season two was when they still had like the calling cards but they had run out of stuff to tell us about the show so they were doing things like torches <laughs> torches and then that's when we got yep. the ronnie titan the shy guy titan that, that was, was probably of, my favorite to listen to was whenever y'all got to the ronnie titan the shy guy titan and i just remember so funny it was uh, I remember riding around in my work truck and it was the torches page where they tell you about torches and it was Chad's turn to read it and he skipped over it and Ronnie just goes, uh, what are these fire sticks? And actually Chad got mad because he was having a bit come up yeah. with it and they've got sticks on fire, Ronnie. I'm not <laughs> sure exactly what these are. Uh, yeah. uh, look, they're torches. They're torches. That's what the card tells us this time. I stepped on his bit. If I were you in that moment, I would have been doing Travi Patties. And then, of That's, course, the final yeah. one I have to mention is the farewell to Keith and Theo because I remember in that moment, like we, 
We made eulogies. I made a eulogy. Chad made a poem. And I remember preparing for that episode, and I felt like I was getting ready to host the Oscars. And he wasn't even, he was so thinking about other things, he wasn't even listening to reshare that moment with me. Sorry, Nas just is like, just being annoying right now. What is he doing? He's not being annoying, but he's like, is Travis going to be there? And he's like, I'm going to get him White Claws. And I go, I don't even think Travis is podcasting. <laughs> I want to find my epic uh, obituary page I made, <laughs> I made for Keith. Oh. Do one of y'all have that? Visual medium. or uh, Media? Audible medium. That's all the questions I got. So it's That's up all to the your, questions. It's up to that, your 17 pages of OSTs. I'll talk about the OSTs real, real quick, but did you have any other, like, uh, obviously season one, we had to get used to it, but the most recent podcast run, the part yeah, I don't two. Know, I don't know if you heard me, but I, I said that uh, getting ready to do the, the Theo and Keith episode where they died was like preparing for oh my the, God, yeah. to host the Oscars. This is what I like. It really do. was. What I'm trying to think now, what my favorite, I think that was my favorite altogether because I wasn't sick. Like the sick moment. (laughs) That was funny, but you were sick. That was funny, but I was sick. Yeah. I couldn't talk too much. So I think that would be my favorite. Okay. A lot of fun. Let's get into the OSTs, guys. This is the most important part of the episode. For those of you that love scores as much as I do, you're in for a treat. Everything that you've listened Everything that you've listened to so far was the first half of the episode. This is what right. we call the OST half. So, I'm going to do like an OST top five, and then I'm going to have like honorable mentions of best placed OSTs. Oh my um, God, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I've got to ask this right now. Yeah. This isn't, it does have to do with Attack on Time, but another anime. I just got to know, Chad, which one has the better OSTs? Vinland Saga or Attack on Titan? Attack on Attack on Titan, brother. Vinland Saga has awesome OSTs. Attack on Titan has a catalog. Quit playing with the plastic. Attack on Titan has a catalog that cannot be compared. It's just it's just pages upon pages of great work. Okay, this and that's the way. That's the way to, to keep chat. This is the way that this is him showing his ticket to Tism. Yeah, let's see what he's got. So, top five. If I'm including the OP, which I think this is cheating. Obviously, the best piece of work that I like in this entire show, The Rumbling. Yes. I'll never forget, part one was my favorite cover for you, but part two, the moment that that uh, opening started playing, the way me and you looked at each other, like we just knew gold had just been hit. (laughs) (laughs) They they did it for us, it felt like. And uh, yeah, that was definitely, as far as bro moments go, I'll never forget the look in your face. (laughs) <laughs> and, where, and where I was when we first heard the rumbling. <laughs> where? I mean, we were in the uh, penthouse. Chad's, Chad's penthouse. Chad's penthouse. I was sitting on an armchair, and I heard it. And as soon as it just went, rumbling, rum, I quickly turned to Chad. And then when he went, <laughs> when he started screaming, I went, oh! <laughs> and it then was. I think Chad cried. I think Chad cried. I did. And then, no, and then I, I'll never forget this either. It started playing the chorus, and the title of the song popped up, and you go, It's called The Rumbling. And then, as soon as you said that, I jizzed again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, ju- I mean, just incredible stuff. But I'm not going to put that as, I think that's cheating. I'm okay. going to go actual scores, like from the great composers themselves, Sawano and Yamamoto. Okay. And I almost did a, I'll do a top, top five of, 
Sawano and then a top five of uh, Yamamoto, but I'm not going to go that deep into it. I okay. thought you were kidding when you said you had 17 paragraphs. No, I'm not kidding at all. The first, so I'll just go ahead and let you all know because you plebs or plebs, dumbasses, y'all don't really know but what's going if, on. If you've, if you've got this much OST content, you should be making TikToks for us and putting them out there too. I will. I will do that now that you say it. Thank you. But the first three seasons are all Sawano. Hiroki Sawano. Yeah. And the last, you know, last season, the last five parts, whatever you want to call it, is all Yamamoto. He is a study under Sawano. So Sawano, he kind of, Sawano kind of took him in, put him under his wing, and trained him for this moment. Wow. A so dynamic let's get to duo. I just want to feel this moment. I'll, yeah, I'll do the top three of Sawano, and then I'll do three of Yamamoto. Right. Top three of Sawano. Let's do it. Appleseed. Yes. Appleseed's classic, and I'll, and I'll give you the moment that's happening when it's playing. Tell me. Bert is, uh, in the episode Descent, is flying up, realizing that this world is cruel while that is playing in the background, and then he goes nuclear. That's a great moment. And then we have UC Big Girl. I've could that. That's I, one that I know. That's one you know, and obviously that is playing in the, one of the most iconic moments of the episode. It's what makes the moment so well. People think of the... Even if they don't say they listen to the score, they think of this moment and they automatically hear this song when Reiner and Bert fully become traitors and transform on top of the wall. This song's playing. And give us it, a piece of it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And uh, it enhances the moment. That's what is so beautiful about these OSTs. When they make the moment even better than they already are, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful score. And the, that's the thing about me. Uh, we talked about OSTs today, me and Chad. And I said, I'm not the type of guy to just go listen to it on my phone in the middle of a work day or whatever. And I don't know the names, but I recognize what they're adding yep. to the moment in the, mo- the moment. I'll go, you know, I'll say, oh my God, the music's incredible right now. I will say I agree with you, Ronnie. I, I can listen to some OPs and some endings, but I don't think I've ever just sat down yeah. and listened to an OST. So with that being said, let's go back to the resident OST man for number one. Attack on Titan is what this next piece is called. <clears throat> this is another Sawano classic. It's in season one, mostly used. Uh, the, uh, variations in different parts, but one of the most iconic moments is when Aaron finally transforms fighting Annie, mm. the very last episode, and goes up and knocks her in the face what's that one uh what's that one called? probably vogel no kafig okay and that is used in episode one when aaron's watching his mother get yeah yeah eaten. that's another sawano classic so i'll move on to yamamato those are th- those right there though those moments with sawano and those osts i could listen to to them all day i, I agree. really could i'm gonna go to yamamato ashes on the fire Okay, that one is used so much in season four that I don't even have to give you a part of when it's used. But episode one, season four, when they're fighting the Middle East, pretty much. And uh, also the variation of it. It's when the Jaegerists start getting mowed down by Marley uh, in War for Parody. But that one's used so many times during it. I mean, you could... You could give so many examples. And then this is one of my favorites. This might be the best piece of music legitimately in the entire show. That's st- stand alone? 
that doesn't connect it with a moment moment it connects it with a moment but when I, I when i say it is made so perfectly for this moment it might be the most fitting piece of music for this moment and that is ordinary day <laughs> this piece is used the think, first special there's probably some people listening right that went oh yes yeah ordinary. i don't know i hope so mom ordinary day make chats top three <laughs> <laughs> this is this is all y'all my motto, but Aaron apologizing to Ramsey and then saying he was disappointed into everyone getting slaughtered and the the horror the, the sound of the horror. Oh yeah, it, it it just fits everything so extremely perfectly, and it's so uh, ironic that it's called Ordinary Day, right? Because it's not because Travis. it's not because it's not. <laughs> and then here's another absolutely incredible one that that uplifts the the moment that's already incredible in itself all of the freedoms and this is used in the moment where grisha aaron manipulates his dad right afterwards it's like grisha's sorrow for killing all those kids and then apologizing to zeke it's all in that moment right there that moment's already incredible in itself but it enhances it it's another one of those that's a great situations moment. Um, and then I have a few honorable mentions. Of course, mention. gotta get the honorable those mentions are in here. Yamamoto, and then those are the most I think of him, and then Sawano, obviously, you know those ones too. But there's so many good ones. Like there, There's honestly more that I could listen to on a daily than even those, of if course. that makes sense, that are not just fitting. To they're the they're honorable mentions. They're, we so, mentioned honorable them honorably. Bokalutes, Bokalutes, however the fuck you say it, when Hanji dies, her sacrifice there. I'm sure you even kind of remember the the tune playing in the background. Not really, but I remember the name Bakalutes because you said it and it made me mad. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Another honorable mention is OSK. This one is a creepy one. That one's punny. This one is like Aaron's villain theme. It's the creepy like tune that plays. Yep. Whenever you've, you're, it's in the tavern. Right when Grisha and Frida are talking, and she's explaining, or no, he's explaining to her that the Attack Titan can see the future, and then you just see Aaron's mean face in the background, like he's going to kill everyone. It's a reason I love this one right here. Whenever I'm feeling evil, I listen to this track right here. <laughs> All right. Did, did K21 make it? K21 is another fantastic one. That's an honorable mention. Uh, can I just say your love for OSTs is one of the more like random interesting things. slash peculiar slash random things about you. Really? Yeah, because you don't play any instruments, and I play the skin flute. Just your love and care for them. The fact that you can sit there and name, you know, I don't hesitate that you can name thirty OSTs just sitting there across. I mean. Shows. Thanks, AT. That's another classic. Uh, <laughs> that is when Levi is, you know, he he picks Armin over Irwin. And okay. that, the, the piano playing in the background. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, how could I forget about it? Zeke's song that you learned on the piano. Yes. That's, it enhances the scene. It makes it way more sad. We start to feel sorry for Zeke. It brings out the emotions for I, Zeke. I love that piece. It's a great piece. Great piece of work. But what about K21? <laughs> K21 is great. Wow, thanks for that take. Couldn't have walked away without that. I'm trying to think of another... If the, I think that might be all that I have. Okay, <laughs> no way. 
I'm serious. Wow. Okay. I did have. I talked about you. You mentioned this. The Vogel I'm Kaffee. I don't know how you say it. It's German. It, it's <laughs> German for. Maybe, maybe you do a bad job. At this. <laughs> no, I do a great. <laughs> I do a great job. But it's a. Uh, it's German for bird in a cage. All so right. obviously that's Aaron's theme. He's got to get out of the cage. Okay. Freedom. And yeah, he's free. Okay. He All right. Is free. We've just eclipsed the three-hour mark after that OST segment. I loved it. I loved it. I love the passion in your eyes. I, I hope somebody took something. So from I that. know. Listen, I know that I am in the minority of the knowledge of the OSTs for anime watchers because a lot of pe- you bond with a lot of people and our listeners over it. So I'm sure they definitely appreciate it. Um, anyone got anything else? This is such a basic question, but out of the entire series, start to finish, who is your favorite character, Ronnie? Yeah, I think we should just do a top five quick one. Favorite right, character. Do we don't have to get deep one. in it. All right, I think I got mine as well. This is very rough. Quick. All right, before we start, though, Nas rough. is asking when he should leave. Right now. All right, let's go number fives. My number five is an upset. I didn't expect this one to make it, uh, but I wanted to throw some girl power in there. Mine's Hanji. Hanji's a great one. Honestly, I'm a little bit jealous of Hanji. I'll keep mine this way, just for a little variation. I'm going to put Annie. God, that's a good one. Annie, from a a series whole, you know, she went MIA for so long. But when she's on screen, I actually really like her. I think she's funny. I think she's cool. And she's super strong. Ronnie. And I'm just I'm smitten with her. What can I say? I, I know. I'm kind of I'm kind of proud of you, dude. God, I want to Eskimo I, kiss her so bad. Do one of those. Yes. I I'm jealous of that one. I wish she made it my top five, but she doesn't. My number five spot is Zeke. Oh, good one. Okay. Good one. Zeke is a number five for me. He's got too many vital parts and makes the story too good to not count him in the top five. All right. Zeke's cheeks, very vital parts. Wow. He's always yes. got his ass out. Yes, sir. Uh, number four. Number four, I'm going to go Armin Arlert. Okay. He he was never really, I mean, he was always pretty high up on my list, but I had to put him in the top five. When you when you do that good in the finale, I think he was the star of the finale, possibly. This, yeah, oh, I agree. I, I'll say this, he was the star of the very last episode. He did yeah. great. Yeah, I wish he made my top five too, but unfortunately he doesn't. I was going very quick, and I think the reason why he doesn't crack it is because I didn't like him enough at the start to count him as the whole series, but towards the end he really flourishes and blossoms as a character. And I wish he could have been there, but I didn't. didn't so who would you put for number four? Number four, mine is Erwin Smith. Mm, my number four is Erwin as well. Oh, yes, sir. So, I mean, if that tells you something about my list, it means that Erwin fell down some, not because he's no less awesome than he's ever been. It's just because when you spend so much more time with these other characters, yeah. it gives them room to shine. Erwin, love you, brother. Yep. Number three. I think I'll go first for the number three. I haven't gone first. Let's do one. it. Aaron Yeager is my number three. Aaron. Okay. Aaron. I'm not as fanboy for Aaron as Chad is, but I love him as Who the says good guy. he's even on my list? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I love him as... Also, after I said, yeah, right, don't keep staring at me like I just spit in your <laughs> Big Mac, dude. Um, yeah, don't spit in my Big Mac. <laughs> spit in his such... Travis Scott, man. <laughs> Ba-da-bum-bum-bum. I'm loving, loving it. it. Justin, you did a great job of that commercial. 
Um, he's such a good bad guy, but he's such a good good guy. He does the roles of both ways. The I even loved Aaron and his emotionless phase. And I know that you didn't like him then. I don't like the emotionless phase. I still like them even in the emotionless phase. I like him in his bad boy phase. And I like him just throughout the entire series as a whole. For one more time, let me do my uh, Aaron emotionless phase. Wow. Sunny day that we're having. And you would talk just like that if you knew you had to take out 80% of the earth. That's a good top five you got going there. Travis, can't wait to see the top two. Top two. My number three, Armin Arlert. Armin! Woo! Woo! For a lot of the same reasons that Chad have at number four, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the growth, how annoying he was in season one to where he ended, even in this last season, he bothers me. He annoys me because it's like, dude, you got to let Aaron go. I know you're being such a good friend right now. But he stepped up when he needed to. He took charge when he needed to. And he made Irwin's sacrifice worth it. Oh, I love That was beautiful. Thank you. you did, you're beautiful with words. I appreciate it. Number three, Irwin Smith. Ah, there he is. Uh, Give us one more. Bert? Shinzo Sasagio! Oh, wow. He pulled it out even while he was sick. You did so good right there, thank Chad. You. you may rest. Uh, thank uh, you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Go ahead and say why. I mean, do I even have to explain why? Nope. Nope. Arigato. <laughs> Arigato. I want to go last for number two, and then I'll go first for number one. All right, number two. I'll go first. Keith Sadies uh, with the real Keith Sadies. Please stand up. I, Please stand up. Please stand up. All right. I mean, I'll allow it. I mean, Keith Sadies is, of course, my honorable number one that I don't mention just because people okay. know that he's number okay. one. And so it's like cheating kind Keith of. Keith Sadies slash <laughs> Levi. Okay. Levi. But I, I did that. I did Keith Sadies and I didn't even write Levi, but I expected you to be like, okay, let's do a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Levi. Because I just have uh, I have asterisks next to my number one where it says Keith, and then I have the actual number one that I'll say. Okay, my number two is Mikasa. Oh, really? Okay. I, I like I like that you threw some females. She in there. couldn't she couldn't crack my top five. Ugh. Do you, you don't have a female dude? Oh yeah, Hachi. Never mind. Yeah. You're good. You're good. I was so getting ready to cancel you. You're so canceled, dude. Mikasa was my number two. She almost cracked the one spot. But, yeah, my number two is Mikasa. My number two that I'm so excited for, because I think this means that he's not on either one of y'all, y'all's list, which you should just be absolutely ashamed of. Saunas? Rainer Braun. Oh, I should, I'm Reiner. ashamed of that. I, I could honestly, I'm not kidding, replace Levi with him. Let's freaking go, Reiner. Let's go, baby. Reiner's fucking awesome. Reiner, season four, part one, Reiner shines so hard. I strive to be as good of a big brother Shine as him. like a dot. He about got some people killed by being a good big brother. To the Marlians, he was yeah. a, he was a good big brother to even the you know the people from Parody. He did kind of kill some of those or set them up for death, but he was still a big brother to them. Yep, 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 yep. Who do you who do you have for my number two? Number Me? one, number one. I've got Levi Ackerman. My number one is Levi as well. He's just really. Yep. Too sick with it. Too many hype moments. Too good of a guy. He's just too sick with it. I just love when he's on the screen. He's so cool. Yep. He's funny. He's uh dedicated and He's a short king. It was a shame. It was a shame that cause he was kind of like 
off to the side for part of right here at the ending with his injuries, which stunk. Um, but he, he, came, to, he came in at the end to shine. Levi was the yeah. one guy who could have killed Aaron with nothing but his ODM gear. With his ODM yep. gear. And his massive cock. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> did. Exactly right. Yeah, for number one, I'm going to go, Aaron Yeager for the fatherland. Wait. <laughs> Hi, Aaron Yeager. How did I? I don't think he ever said for the fatherland. I don't <laughs> I thought you said he wasn't part of your list, Chad. That is not... He is my number one, the boy who sought freedom, the boy who saw all the memories for 2,000 years, the pain that was brought upon him, the rage he endured, everything that he went through. I will forever be at Aaron Yeager's stand. I don't care what you lamos have to say. Aaron freaking Yeager. Or apparently what you Jewish people have to say. That was that that just spewed out. Whenever I said Aaron, it just spewed out yeah, of me. It sounded like you had don't practiced know. that before. It was kind of horrifying, Dude, if I'm being honest. You made my number three. I, I, I'm proud of you for that, Travis. I'm also not proud of Ronnie Didn't for that not make putting my list. the most compelling character of the show by far not on one his of top my five favorite, list. Though. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is Ronnie. I want to be different. I want to be different. different yep. And look, different. look, I was different, and I've got Ron, Reiner on my top five, and you guys don't. Yeah. I, I, I probably fucked up not putting him on there. I can admit, <laughs> I can admit to a mistake, <laughs> but oh, boys. This has been fun. Anyone, God, been so here's, fun. What it, what, here's how it went down. All right. Let me just say this for now. This does not have to be the last time we ever do this, because two months ago, the people asked very good questions, and I put them in a note. You know me. I'm always looking. I'm always writing. I'm keeping notes, baby. So if there's more questions you want us to answer, hit us up. I'll write them in the notes. When we get enough, you know, maybe we pop back on, on here at yeah. some point. And it, th- there's, like, little things coming out that we could cover. I think a little pre- prequel of uh, Levi. We might like, do a little uh, action Attack on, on Titan Junior High. Yeah, like Attack on Titan Junior High. And I will have to say this, because this is something that we probably have fans from years ago that may come back to listen to this episode right here. If they catch They're listening it in their right feed, now. Yeah. yeah. So to the fans, past, present, future, okay? Calm down, Aaron. Through the founding titan, I'm going to thank all of you. No, like, let them cook. Let them cook. It has been such a good ride. I miss you guys because the future's already happened. And I've, I'm already long gone. I miss all of you, and I will forever remember you and cherish the moments that we had. Yeah, hey, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Thank you for And don't leave off. us. Do not leave us, okay? If the you... Patreon's fun. It'll be even more fun if you guys, you know, get in there, ask Do questions. It. Travis is there sometimes. Travis did a pretty good job tonight. Good work, buddy. Thanks, man. You I did. appreciate that. I was really focusing on it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with you being on the mic tonight. I did, too. Thanks, boys. That's so much. Thank you so much, boys. Uh, Travis is on more of the Patreon, the Learn a Little Something episodes. We're still covering Vinland Saga. We've got a few other things up our sleeves. Uh, the SpongeBob Chronicles are coming soon. Coming very soon. And you know we'll find another anime out there to check out. And if you got any opinions, we're kind of in that right. we're in that little buffer zone right now. So hit us up with what you'd like to see. Those are some up. animes we're thinking about. SpongeBob and Avatar, two animes that we're really thinking about. Powerpuff Girls was also mentioned in there. Those are all being considered. Yours could be considered too if you drop us a little a little message. Yep. Until then, I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty.
And I have been Travis. Peace. 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 Shinzo Sasagiro! <laughs>